0: This episode of the Minority is brought to you by GoDaddy. Whether you have a new idea or established business, the key to success online starts with a great donor name. Because we love you, Misfits, we want to give you 30% off your order. So go to trygodaddy.com backslash Ackerminority and start ruling the internet. Again, that's trygodaddy.com backslash Ackerminority. Say 30%. Now let's start the show. All right. All right. Welcome to the Aka Minority Podcast episode that equals in the square root being 8.307. That's 69, by the way. You know, 69 8 something, right? Because I've been trying to work it out. Uh, we're just helping out Drake. I am one of your hosts, Jesus the verb a.k.a. Megan Rapino. And I is not here today because she's off doing poetry things. It's also her birthday today. So happy birthday to Lady die, but She's probably in jail right now for like getting into like a fight with a midget or something like that. But we're but I digress. I just know I got to go get the bail money after this episode to bail her out of jail. So let's get into this episode so that I can be able to do that in a timely manner. Because she probably in there giving everybody nice little speeches about how she shouldn't be in jail while she's in jail. That is a joke, by the way. She's not really in jail. So Mama Saeed, if you're listening. She's not, she, your, your daughter's not really in jail. Don't, don't call me. Don't call me. Or do call me. Cause I would like to have a lovely conversation with you, cause you're a lovely woman. Anyway, as always, I hope that I'm one of your favorite hosts, because I'm, I'm here by myself today. So we're gonna start, we're just gonna start, we're gonna start, we're gonna start it off, we're gonna start it off a little aggressive, right? Like that, like I remember when that first came out, when that, speaking of Drake, I remember when that song, what that, what's my name, where Rihanna came out, that was a clever, that's a clever lie. Like a lot of people sleep on that lie, where he says, um, the square root of sixty nine is eight something right? Because I've been trying to work it out. Ah, uh, like like that was a that's a clever line. But like I said, because I'm a nerd, the square root of sixty nine is eight point three zero seven. Yeah, I'm a nerd like that. But yeah, that's a clever line. You just waiting on the traffic jam to finish, girl. The things that we can do with thirty minutes, girl. Say my name. Say my name. Air it out. Yo, but yo, yo, but yo, yo. Yesterday was Drake's birthday. He turned like when he turned thirty-one. I I remember um when Drake first came out or whatever. This might be a really embarrassing story, so I'm, I'm gonna make out wait for it. Actually, okay, a lot a little Drake fact, a little Drake fact. The end of fear, the last words in fear. Money changes everything. I wonder how life without it would go. That is like the best The last words from fear are the opening lines of fireworks. You know, money just changed everything. I wonder how life without it would go. From the concrete, who knew that a flower would grow? My 15 minutes starting the hour go. Truth over fame. You know how to state the blatant shit. When I hear people talking, I just don't know what to think of it. <laughs> Hate is so familiar. Love is so I don't know. Whatever. The which is really funny because Drake is kinda of, like sensitive now when it comes to like criticisms. Remember remember, remember he said, um, this me you never hear a reply for it. Any war show party, I can fly for it. I know that it's coming, I just hope that I'm alive for it. That's the song. That's um Don't Believe the Lies. Look me in my eyes. Please don't be scared of me. Please don't be scared of me. I remember you. These feelings isn't new. <laughs> Remember that, that's a good ass that's a good ass song that's when Drake was getting his rap on he's like equal opportunity rapping This shit is unreal that ain't how it works and that ain't how it goes and I be getting high just to balance out my lows and I can really use the writer just to balance out my flows but I never shut my thoughts cause it's all a nigga knows bruh that, that was, that was rappy ass Drake. That was like, that was like the comeback season Drake. That was so far gone was out. Like that was before his new album. That was before his, like his, his debut album came out. That was when Drake was like back, you know, the backpacker on the way. Like that was the Drake Drake. I like, I like Drake now, but I feel like he's, he's going for more of a worldly feel. Like he's giving you bars kinda, but he's also giving you music, which is really cool because he, he, he can do both. Like I like an artist that can do both. Because he's giving us the rap, and he's pleasing us with the rap. He need to give us a little more of the of the rap. Turn six up now. Turn six up and down to six right now. Like, I don't really like, I haven't been liking too many of the raps lately. But then he be making that passion fruit and that blend. Like, he be making some good shit. So I'm really appreciative. So I'm always really appreciative of that. What the hell is I even talking about? Oh, yeah. So the end of fear, the last words of fear are the beginning words of fireworks i remember he was doing an interview with sway he was talking about how that was going to be so i don't know right now anybody else who's a rap nerd was like really interested in what those words going to be how he's going to flip them but my my question is Did he already have fireworks the beginning of fireworks written or did he just say okay i'm gonna do fear and then i'm gonna fit it in because it fits in perfectly Money changes everything. I wonder how life without it would go. From the concrete, who knew that the flower would grow? My fifteen minutes starting the hour, go, man. That's some shit. That's some shit right there. It's funny how money can change everything, you know. Because line is funny. Money can change everything. Like, like Fear is like this in depth track where he's just talking about his insecurities as a rapper. How everybody thinks that oh, you're once you're on, you're on, which is not really the case. It's like yeah, I signed for a lot of money. But everybody, like, it was it's my big, like, it's my fun. You know, fun, like, little brother and all the shit. Like, it's like, it, that way that's where the equal opportunity rapping that shit is unreal. That ain't how it works. That ain't how it goes. Like, that was a rappy-ass, that was a rappy-ass Drake. But anyway, back to this Drake story I was talking about that I was going to do for y'all. Okay. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. It was, I forget- I do not I don't, I don't know where not So Far Gone was out or So Far Gone had just came out. But I really, I wasn't, I wasn't late to the Drake music, but I was late to the Drake music. Like I knew like I didn't like I don't know, I was just wrapped up in my own world. But I remember I got an email when I was doing the Mac when we were doing the magazine show, I got an email about a Drake concert, right? And it said Drake. It was like Drake Drake comes to a ladder, Drake comes to like the masquerade. It was like the tabernacle or whatever. So I'm like I'm seeing the email I'm not replying to it because I get so many emails inviting like at that time, well still still to this day. Get so many emails inviting me to like shows. But it'd be like A million emails, so it's like you can't you can't like space yourself out to go to so many shows. So you gotta be very selective. So I think I picked the T.I. show over the Drake show, which is still I still which I still would do to this day because T.I. get it fucking rocking. But anyway, the dude, the show promoter emailed me about Drake, and I I kind of brushed it off. I he kept on emailing me, right? So after like six emails, I finally looked, and it was like. You know, we got Drake coming to town. You know, he got this, you know, he got the comeback I think come, Comeback season was definitely out. Got comeback season now. blah, blah, blah. He's going to be, you know, would you like some passes to the show? And I'm like, not really. I don't know. Who the I don't know who Drake is. Like, I don't know who Drake is. I didn't say that, but I, I like, I, I reply like, not really, but okay. And it was like, "Oh, you don't know who Drake is? He was on the Grassy, but Degra- the but, man, Degrassi, Grassy though, like that, that got I was like, well, he was on the Grassy.' That that actually made me think it. that I I'll be I, I'm real about my shit. That made me think, can this nigga even really rap? He was on the Grassy. Now I remember he the rapped on the Grassy. I was like, you know what? Never fucking mind. No, because I thought the rap was gonna be like on the Grassy. You no, know the Grassy shit like he was rapping? It was like it was it was like, ha ha. Okay, cool. You know, he got fucked up on Degrassi, Grassy though. Which is really fucked up because the, he was nice to the dude, and did that that dude that nerd just came to school. He said, "Fuck this shit." Today is the day. He pulled out that gun, Boy, Drake Dyce, but Drake thought he'd seen and go. Drake was like, "Nah, man, nah, man." Like he Drake ran too slow. When I see the gun, I'm making life decisions. I don't know. If you pull out a gun, I might not even. I'm. 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 Not, I'm. Be a little too nervous to even turn my back. I don't know. I don't know what I would do if somebody pulled a gun out of me. I might start. I might. My crazy ass might start giggling or some shit. You know, like, oh shit. I don't know. I'm not begging for my life because if you pull out a gun, you already done made that decision that you probably gonna kill me. But I'm not gonna antagonize you to the point that you want to shoot. So I don't. I don't know. I don't know how the hell I would react in a situation where somebody pull a gun on me. I don't know. Just think about that. Like I don't know. But anyway, long story short. Remember the one dude, got, one, man, one dude got jumped and died? Yo, Degrassi was dark as fuck. They didn't put Degrassi back on Netflix. I used to watch Degrassi on Nick Teen, Teen Nick or whatever in the mornings. Oh, my God. Degrassi was dark as fuck. He had people dying. He had people getting raped. Degrassi was dark. Degrassi was really dark. And all you young listeners are like, what the fuck is Degrassi? But Degrassi, The Next Generation, man, that was some dark shit. That was some dark shit. That was, some, that, was some good, that was some good teen television. That was some good teen television. They need to bring it back for educational purposes. But I think, I think the Degrassi's official Degrassi's page, you can actually watch Degrassi on YouTube, like old episodes for free. So y'all know, check that out, Degrassi on YouTube. I'm not really sure. If it's not on there, then let me know. Cuss me out some shit. But for all I know, you can. But shout out to Drake too, because he turned 31. You know, now you, now you, now you, now you grab about your age by being 31. I'm twenty. I'm 23 with a money tree. Growing more too, I just planted a hundred seeds. It's ironic, cause my, my mother was a florist, and that's how she met my pops, and now my garden is in the lone norms. It's happened in Penny Lane. Just like you said, I avoided the Coke game and went with Sprite instead. Uh-uh. That's worse to the millions that I'm putting up. I'm trying to do better than good enough. That that's what I'm afraid, by the way. That's a good, out. like I'm telling you, that's one of the great, that's one of Drake's better tracks. Like that's one of his most retrospective, like, int- like he just talking about shit, you know, that's how I met my pops in Down the Gardens in Enormous. It's happening in Penny Lane, just like you said, it's happening in Penny Lane, just like you said, refers to Almost Famous because in the beginning, of the, by the way, Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies. It tells the story of this team. It's based on my life without the, without the, without, without a certain thing. I never had a threesome with groupies. Because, because he had the, I forgot the The dude the dude in almost same had like a threesome with the groovies, with the band-aids day or whatever. Oh my god, he was living. But yeah, that's basically, he follows, is, is, is James Cameron, is Russell Crowe. I forgot the fucking name. Whatever. He goes on tour with the like, he goes, so anyway, he goes on tour. With Stillwater. And when he first goes to get the interview, he has the thing that a lot of us faced when we was younger. They won't fucking believe that you're a journalist. I remember I had the same problem. Like, I had to interview Andre Harrell and I went to the bar. And then it was like, because they had, like, he was having some event, he wanted, you know, I came supposed to come through. I wasn't old enough to drink, but that was like, this is definitely a fake idea. I'm like, I'm 20. I, I can, you know, it's not a fake idea. Like, well, you look 15 you know all this bullshit. So anyway, so he basically experienced the same thing I had. So they sent him to the top of the, um, top of the, top of the, top of the garage. Basically, long story short, because I don't want to get too long with that one either. Penny Lane, he meets this, he meets this woman called, named Penny Lane. That's the beat, that's named after the beat. She's named after the Beatles song, yeah. You're cool. You know, cool, right? Penny Lane. So basically, talking to Penny Lane. He goes, oh, y'all are groupies. Then she goes, groupies. We're not groupies. We do not have sex with their band. You know, we just give them hand jobs. They're one of the, one the one the other girls said said we don't have sex with them. We give them hand jobs, blow jobs, but we don't have sex with them. It was funny. I would say this is amazing. Anyway, so Penny Lane goes stick with basically stick with me. with going places, right? Basically, there's so many words. So when they bought them, when they so at one point. But he's like, he's like, on mind B he's doing, he, Rolling Stone, Rolling Stone ended up sending him on tour with Stillwater. So he's on tour, 15 with the Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone has no idea that he's 15, because every time he talks to Rolling Stone, he puts his voice on like this, he says, yeah. I'm out here, you know, we're getting, we're getting, we're getting the great articles. You know, he's, he's young as fuck. His mom's nervous about him because he's on tour of the rock stars. They acting all kind of wild. You know, they got the they got traveling group. They got traveling band-aids because they, she said they're band-aids. You got traveling band-aids with them on tour. So they're just buck-ass wild on this tour. So the mom don't know what to do. It's, is it's, it's, it's really, it's really funny. But anyway, so in the middle of the movie, he goes, it's happening, Penny Lane, just like you said. So he's talking about how. So when Drake says it's happening, Penny Lane, just like you said. So he's referring to somebody that told him that his career was gonna take off. It's happening, Penny Lane, just like you said. I avoid the coke game and win the sprite instead. Uh, uh-uh, uh, that's worth to the millions that they putting up. Now he's not direct when he says, you know, I voted the I avoided the coke game and win the sprite instead. That's alluding to the streets because he instead of him getting caught up in the streets and going with the drugs, which is coke, he he decided to go with the sprite. Which you know, which is a clever line because Sprite, oh, you know, because Sprite—that's when he first signed that Sprite deal. He was doing the whole bursting out his face type shit. So it was like, so it was like, it was like some good play on words. I avoid the Coke game and win Sprite instead. Uh, uh-uh, that's worth to the millions that they are putting up. I'm trying to do better than good enough. What am I afraid of? This is the type of beat. This is the type of shit the dreams are made of. People now had the time to hang with. Always to look at me and say the same shit. You used to talk about the, maybe it was the swash face pissed up or the two guns in the face of, I live by some advice my girl Melissa told me. The other day Melissa told me that she missed the me. It made me question when I went missing and when I started treating my friends different. Maybe it was the fast paced switch up or the two guns in the face doing the stick up. Maybe because I, maybe because I, maybe because I haven't seen it since they locked Big Rich up, I know, but at the same time I'm quick to forget I'm about to roll me up a blunt with all my list of regrets. <laughs> burn it all, burn it all, I'm starting it fresh. <laughs> Cause most of the time I 'cause most of the time I got it right, I probably guessed. Did I just trade free time for camera time? Would I blow all this money, baby hammer time? <laughs> I just need some closure. Ain't no turning back for me a minute till it's over. But Drake has some Drake was getting his rap on. So I, so, I really enjoyed that. I, really, I just really enjoyed that. So, shout shout out to Drake. Happy birthday, Drake. Happy birthday to Lady Gaddaia as well. Y'all make sure y'all go to her Instagram, her Twitter. You know, her Twitter is Arabic Dream. Her Instagram is Words by Lady G. You know, flood it with some happy birthdays. Or just flood it right here on the the Aka Minorities Twitter, Instagram, Facebooks, or whatever, because we will be sharing it too. But also, speaking of just lyrical. Geniuses that those two are. Big Crick is also having a pop up shop. It's a forever. It's a mighty long time experience. You already missed Tuesdays because you listen to this on a Wednesday, so you make sure you get your ass out here on a Wednesday right now if you listen to this, October twenty fifth between seven to ten thirty p.m. is going to be on Howell Mill Road, Southwest, Northwest, Atlanta. <laughs> 1810, however, I'm thinking about how black this place is right now. Yeah, come out, come out, just come out. It's gonna be, they're gonna have some limited edition merch. You're gonna be probably, you're gonna probably be able to hear some music, perhaps? You might you're gonna run into Jesus shuttles wherever I'm being in the place to be, you know, come say hello to me. Say you you know, letting me know you're I can mind, you know, you're an I can mind or listener and I can miss me. I might give you some shit. You know, we might we might hook I might have hook you up with some stuff. But anyway, you know, come on come on out. Come on out. Come on, check it out, come on check that out. Because we got support lyricism. He's a you know, he's something brethren, from Mississippi. I'm not from Miss from the show from 11. But you know, we gotta, we gotta, rep, we gotta, we gotta support Big Crit this go around. Cause as y'all know, Big Crit is love death jam. So I really honestly feel like we need to support Big Crit. Because it's a lot of music that a lot of people don't like. Like a lot of y'all, I get it. A lot of people don't like new music, right? Y'all don't like the little, y'all don't like the littles. All the littles is going around right now. But instead of shining light on them and not liking the littles, what we're going to do right here, right? We're going to support the artists that we like. Because you can't say, you can't say the lyricism is dead and you have a lyricist that's coming out with an album and you don't support it. So we're gonna make sure we go out and support the album. It comes out on the twenty second, so that's what the the twenty seventh, so that's Friday. So we're gonna support this album on Friday. We're gonna get this album. We're gonna stream. We're gonna buy this album and we're gonna stream the album. So that's what we're gonna do. You're gonna buy the album, not open it, not take it out of the plastic. And you're gonna stream it a million times. You're gonna make sure your friends go out and do it too. Because if you love lyricism, then you're gonna love big crit. Big crit is one of the one, of the, one of the one of the best lyricists out right now. I was about to say one of the greatest of all time. I'm not gonna say that a lot. He's one of the best lyricists out right now. He's got that southern draw to him. He got that southern swang. He got that, he got that, he got the type of music you can actually play in your car and you hear the bass to it. Cause a lot of music, you're not hearing your bass to your car. So we're gonna make sure we go out there and we're gonna support Big Crick because we would like to see lyricists succeed in this country. Or if you're not into some lyricist shit, and you want a little wretchedness, You can go get you that future and that Young Thug. Look at that Atlanta relations. That shit is good. That is good. That is good. And Young Thug has came a long way. Which is really funny because Young Thug has came a long way for me. Because I really wasn't a big fan of Young Thug when he first came out. I Maybe mean, he had that lifestyle. Honey, put the put the the It was horrible. It's like you couldn't understand. His, 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 Dictationship was like horrible, right? So then you fast forward to now. He's starting to get better with it. Like he's on point with it. You can understand what he's saying. You want to listen to the songs because the songs of of, of quality music. It's like okay, Thugger. Do Je- you know the album Jeffrey wanted me over? That mixtape wanted me over completely because Young Thug can actually rapped. He got a song back in the day. God rest the dead. Shadie Low. He has a song with Shadie Low called "Neighbors." I think I talked about it in the podcast before. That really won me over because when he was doing all that candy. Like, I was like, man, this dude can actually rap, and I thought we lost him to the bullshit because of the way he was approaching it with this candy, and lie, die, candy. I hate that damn song, I don't know, I don't know what the fuck he's saying on it, but y'all should go check out Young Thug. F- Young Thug and Future's Project is out right now. Slime, slime music, a slime gang, or some shit. You already know, y'all think they're very popular. Big Crit has his, his stuff coming out this Friday, and Terry... Richardson is banned from Vogue. I don't know. I I don't, I don't know why the hell I slid that in there like that. But I alluded to this a couple podcasts ago, people didn't really catch it. But a, lot, a, a couple people got it. When I was like. Changes is getting made. Yo, that creepy motherfucker is gone. Like Vogue is no longer going to work with Terry Richardson. Terry Richardson, if you don't know, he shot. He has done a lot of. He he's he do, has done a lot of great photography work. I'm not gonna take away from his photography work, but he's one of those photographers. When I was talking about photographers and people in the industry in general that are just fucking creep balls, he's one of those. He'd be like sexually assaulting people, like he those he masturbate type creepy ass people. Allegedly, allegedly, okay. So it's like Vogue is really, Vogue is not doing anything with him at all ever again. If it, Whatever he has been done recently, whatever he has done, the bottles are going to get paid or whatever, but the the shoot is not going to be used. There's no more contact with him ever again. So everybody should rejoice because a lot of people have been advocating for him to not be in the industry anymore, like for a long ass time. Like this is something where the strings are finally being answered type thing. I know y'all don't, I know y'all don't really, y'all don't know what the fuck it is. Y'all don't really care. There's like some industry talk that I just, that I just, that I just wanted to say something about. Cause I've been, I've been alluding to it. Nobody really caught, people caught on to it, but a lot of people didn't catch on to it, but I was alluding to it for a while now, so it's finally done happen. Yeah. Motherfucker looks creepy. Anyway. Now on to a more important matter. The most important matter of 2017. The, the matter that is going to break society as we know it this is this is groundbreaking man this is groundbreaking you thought terry you thought terry being ousted from vogue was bad man oh wait a minute he didn't work for vogue he worked with vogue from time to time anyway yeah you gotta clarify that anyway by the way by the way vogue team vogue has an article all right right now about Donald trump not liking black women or trump supporters not liking black women y'all should check that out because member Vogue is making, Team Vogue is making some of the deepest articles you have ever, ever read. Anyway, but onto this, onto this important information, the most important information. The Scrippers are on strike. I repeat, the Scrippers have gone on strike in New York City. It will be no table dancing, no swinging from the pole, no, no booty shaking, no ass clapping, no nudiness. What does what, what Bernie Man say in Players Club? No nakedness. Put-ass naked. in a, in a Just so shake, They're Buddhist. You know, and won't be none of that in New York City for a while, I guess. Because the strippers are tired of these bartenders. They're tired of these bartenders. I'm just telling you what the strippers said, right? They're tired. I should have had a script on the show. Damn! I should have had a script on the show. I should have had one of the strippers that are leading this charge against this bullshit, as they like to say. I should have had a script on the show because then she could have broken it down for us. We could have had an in-depth description. The script, Then we could have had a discussion about this, but I hate people being on the show. If, they don't do, if you don't do a podcast, I really don't like being on the show, but I really don't like doing interviewing guests anyway because I've done did that for like eight years and, and other avenues. Anyway, so the scripters, they're tired of the bartenders because they say that the bartenders are doing half the work, beginning most of the rewards. They're saying that People coming to the script club just to see the bartender. Now, I don't, I don't know much about bartenders because I've never go to script clubs. You listen to Mama Saeed? heard it? i never been to script Okay, Mama Saeed. I know. I, actually, Mama Saeed. Mama Saeed, Lady Goddard's mother. Close your ears because I've been there one time. I've been to the script club one time. One time. I was 14. Close your ears, Mama Saeed. But but it wasn't, I remember I was 14, it was the Gold Club. The Gold Club in Atlanta, the Gold Room in Atlanta. It was right next to the train station. I was, you know, I had my summer, you know, doing my summer program with the city of Atlanta at City Hall down DuPont. So when you, I had to get back over to Buckhead, so you had to take the train. You had to take the train, then you take the bus. So, it. so when you get off the train, you get off at another train station. I forgot what train station it was, because it was so long ago. But across the street was the gold room. Now, if you don't know about the gold room, the gold room was buck ass wild. The gold room in Atlanta was buck ass wild. That was a buck ass wild place. But anyway, so one day I had to really pee. And I don't tr- I was I was 14, but I'm still 14, but still cognizant of the fact that I'm not about to use no restroom in a fucking train station because one, you either got homeless people living in there or you got people or you got some really rapey shit going on. And I was trying to get I was not trying to have to fight nobody for my for my asshole. Like just being straight up. like I didn't want to have to fight nobody from a from a from a childhood, you know, from my, my boot virgin virginity. So <laughs> so so me being me, I was like, OK, I'm gonna walk my ass over to the gold room. Right. And I'm gonna try to, you know, I'm gonna try I just I'm just trying to use the bathroom. <laughs> so I'm not gonna so you know go to the door, you know, so I go to the girl room, the bouncer like, hey, what what but little boy because I me, me, I'm so stupid. I did not know that script clubs was open during the day. I'm 14, I didn't know about script clubs during the day. I just I just thought that was open at night. You know, cause I seen the players club. In the players club and went no scripting going on, went no scripting going on during the daytime, it was just nighttime that was getting it in. Yo, I was, well, when I was young, I watched the script club, I watched, I watched the script club, I watched the players club so much. Oh my god. You got Lisa right Oh my, that beautiful man. That was, oh, then you got the, see, she took it out. Been over, let me see it, did it, over, let me see it, did it, over, let me, boy. Yo. I wasn't really into the other one. The other one that was all aggressive and shit that wanted, you know, you remember they went to the um the, the party with the police officers and the police officers wanted to be spanked and shit. That was weird. That was weird. That was weird. I ain't into that. Don't spank me. Hell no. Nah. Ain't don't spank me. And then I'm on top of that, I ain't paying for you to spank me. What kind of shit is that? You gonna pay somebody to spank you? Like being over, let me see it. Then over, let me. She said, "Who else? Who else want to get? Who else been a bad boy? So shit." But then when Diamond whooped her ass, boy man, yo, that that was one of the most. What? were two of the most ghettoish scrippers that Diamond was fighting? Like that was some. That was some shit. Yeah, her brother raping people and stuff on the birthday. But bro- anyway, 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 what the hell was I talking about? Okay. Oh yeah. So what happened was. I knocked on the door, and they go, "Hey, you know, I'm like, hey, I need it. I I need to use the bathroom. You know, I, I I really I really would feel comfortable using the bathroom here. So the little, so the little, so the little, um, bouncer dude, he was like, "Yeah, come on man, come on in, man." And as I come in, I hear music playing, and I'm like, "Oh, you know, I'm thinking they like cleaning up the music, you know, because I'm thinking that nighttime, the scripting get done, you know, scripting shit, you know." And in the daytime is when you clean up the script club. So I'm like, oh they listen to music. Man I walk past that. I walk past that Did you say I walk past the shit I ain't supposed to see, cause them those I saw some thorns. I saw some things. I hope Mama I hope your ears are closed. Please. I I I'm just I'm I'm i I'm fourteen I'm fourteen, this is a new experience. I am not I'm get in where you fit in. You TNA, see some T I saw some T But anyway so, so then I was, am walking, and you know, like, when you're young, you see some titties, you get mesmerized. around. So I'm like, oh shit. And the boss was like, hey, hey, hey. Like, fake, he was fake. It was the fakest, it was the most laziest a ever in my life. He said, hey, 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 hey. Like, like he attempting to, like he's attempting to block it out, but he's not blocking it out because he was that nigga. It was my nigga. Hey, shot that, shot that bouncer. I got to go, I got to go use the bathroom, and I got to see some titties that day. It was, it was magnificent. Who the hell goes to but who goes to a script club in the middle of the day? Like kinda creep What's it the middle of the day? Um let me think. Some program y'all we got all around. One, two, yeah. Yeah, it was like around two o'clock. Like what kind of shit was that? Like, who the hell is in the script club at two o'clock? Who the hell went to script at two o'clock? Like that just seemed like a random time to get scripting. To get the scripting. Anyway, that was the only time I've been to a script club. I've never been to a script club. But yeah, so scripters are tied to the bartenders. Did y'all believe that the scrippers are getting tired of the bartenders because the bartenders are just damn because the bartenders are like wearing skippy outfits and just you know doing a little twerk twerk one, one cheek one cheek two t- cheeks and getting like three thousand she said like the scrippers the bartenders getting like three thousand tossed on them and they ain't even serving bar and they ain't even serving the damn drinks or whatever so the scrippers in New York are going on strike now again because I've never been to a script club but that one time in my life you know. You know, so if I feel like it's not going to benefit these strippers that much because for every stripper, it's another stripper ready to take her place. But still, it's kind of fucked up that these bartenders are out here not stripping and then they're getting the money. So this one, the one stripper even said, damn, I should have had them on the show. The one stripper even said that one of the bartenders would come by the stage and put her and like stand by the stage sometimes and do a little twerk twerk. I'm like, that's a fight. That's a fight, cause you fucking with my money. Now if they come to the, if they come to the bar and they feel like they want to give you $3,000, cool. But if they want you, do, you motherfucking at, you right next to the stage getting a little twerk, twerk, I'm gonna get a little fight, fight. Like ain't no fucking way. Like these, like these, these bartenders are very disrespectful. And these strippers are not having it. It is going down. But yeah, like I was saying, I feel like in order for this to actually become something of importance, it would have to happen in Atlanta. Like, isn't Atlanta and Florida the top places where, like, the scripting, where, like, scripting is prominent? I know that Portland has the most script clubs per capita, but I feel like Atlanta and Miami is where the popping script is at, right? Like, that's where you go see, like, you know, King of Diamonds, Magic City, Bl- I almost said Blue Flame. No, it's the Blue Flame. No offense the blue flame, but blue flame. Hey, you ain't. I don't know how the quality of the stripper in Blue Flame. Blue flame. If all y'all don't, y'all both y'all not from Atlanta. Blue Flame is a very interesting place. I had to go to summer school one time, right? It was. It wasn't because my. It wasn't because my grades. It was like I was trying to skip a grade. It, it, whatever. Whatever. So we was in summer school. And it it was summer school for some part. No offense to the projects. Summer school for some parent reason was in the fucking projects, right? So we in summer school in the projects. This week's episode of the Ocar Minority Podcast is also sponsored by Loot Crate. Loot Crate is a monthly box subscription that delivers geek and gaming related items straight to your door. And this month's theme. Is Unity 2.0. So join us as we join forces with the Justice League of America, Voltron, Legendary Defenders, Overwatch, and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers for a crate full of unbelievable items. Unity 2.0 sees teamwork goes to the next level, but you have to November 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to join. To get in on this box. Because you, once you miss this box. You will not be able to get it ever again. So make sure that you go to. TryLootCrate.com Backslash awkward Minority To join in on this box. And future boxes again. That is com Backslash awkward Minority Because you do not want to miss out on. Overwatch, Voltron, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers And the Justice League of America. Stay safe out there and work together. Now back to the show. Yo, by the by the way, man, my mom, my mom thinks she's slick. Summer school was low key, like free, free childcare. Because, <laughs> like if you, had, like if you went to summer school, you it was like free childcare because you would be there all day or whatever. My mom went slick. My mom went slick. They should start charging. Cause, cause right when they, cause you can go to summer school, then you can skip grade, right? Cause you go to summer school, you'll be able to, you know, you, they, they, they giving you work or whatever. Then they start charging for summer school to do that shit. Then all of a sudden, oh, I can't skip no more. I can't, I can oh, you, you can't go no more. Unless you, unless you, look, you can't go no more unless your dumb ass is fell in the class. And if your dumb ass is fell in the class, I'm gonna beat your ass. So you're gonna be able to go because you go, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So anyway, summer school is in project. And, we they just say they just say we pass we pass blue flame a lot and our dumb ass, Then what our dumbass would do? I think our dumbass would actually. Well, I, I don't think. I think our dumbass. ass, I, I think. Why well, keep on saying I think? Our dumbass would look out the window every time we pass blue flame, like we was gonna see some titties or something. Like like they was just script. Like they would just scripted in the parking lot. We would just be like, "My just no windows in the blue flame. The blue flame is like a hole in the wall. Blue flame is like the size of your basement." The ceiling probably as high as your basement too. So we we like looking out the window like we're gonna see some see some stripping going on. It was very interesting. It was a it was a very it was a very interesting time. But anyway, I found one of the cap I'm gonna read one of the captions from the strippers. It is a video of two bartenders at the bar and they're doing their little twerk twerk. Twerk twerk. She says, Guys, you're dating a girl and she says she's a bartender. Then you see this video of her at work, thoughts. And my question, okay, if the strippers are shaking ass, and the bartenders are shaking ass, and the hookah bitch is shaking ass, and the waitress is ducked off somewhere giving a half-ass dance, who is making and serving the drinks? Oh, and look how she's swiping money off the stage, too. Hella cute, right? I'm mad at the establishment and the owner slash promoter slash whoever the fuck the high ends are who are allowing this. And I'm only mad at the scripper tenders for taking money off the stage and making little pals under the bar with stage money and doing all the scripper shit. But then quick to say they ain't no scripper. Yes, you are, boo. We all are some scripples. This shit get it's getting real out of these screens. They are dead. They are dead serious, not playing. And then, oh, here go another one. Finally. I hear it's a huge stripper strike in New York City because these strippers are tied to these closet strippers, bartenders, going on stage, wearing thongs, picking up money off the floor, shaking their ass. Basically doing everything a stripper does, but love to scream loud and proud, I'm not a stripper, I'm a bartender. Last I checked, a bartender can make me a southern comfort or a lemon drop without asking, what is it? Anyways. I used to live in NYC for two years. I moved here because the money was fast, easy, and came in endless bags. I moved from there because somewhere down the line, some dumbass promoter, a club owner, thought it would be cool to have the bartenders dress like dancers and go on stage, etc., etc. Good luck, ladies. In the meantime, hit the Carolinas. That's close to y'all. And it's always money down here. Or Philly or Chicago. Yo, this shit, this, I'm fascinated. Like I said, I'm fascinated by the dumbest shit. Because this has had me fascinated. Because I've been reading up about it. I swear we should have had the scripters on, bo- on the podcast. We should have had the scripters on the podcast. We could have had a Barton on the podcast. And then we could have compared notes and be like, okay, well, then we could have had, we could have brokered a meeting between the scripters. And the bartenders, we could have brokered a meeting, and then this would all have been solved. I think I feel like I feel like we could have cracked the case. Could have had the scripters on the show. Could have had the bartenders on the show. We could have cracked this case, man. Because this bar, because we don't need to, We need them to work in unison. You should be making the drinks. She should be shaking the ass. First of all, that's weird though. Why would you pay? Don't you have to pay like an entry fee to get into the script club? So you can go into the script club, pay that entry fee, and then buy the drinks and then give her own money on top of that. What the fuck? If it's, if it's one person in the script club, you don't have to give any money to. Besides for fixing the drink, it's the bartender. You wh- how you tricking on the bartenders? Like how you tricking on the bartender? That's like that's like like on the deuce on the deuce this week. The love the dude that was running the dude that's running the brothel. He falling in love with the, with the with the hookers. Like you married dude? How the fuck? How the fuck you caught? How the fuck you falling in love with a woman who has money? Who has sex for money? I don't know. Man, just it, it just it just look interesting. I hope they solve their problems. We would love to broker this deal between the bartenders and the scripters on this podcast. That'd be interesting. Mama Sayyid, but Mama Sayyid had yeah, never been to a script club at that one time. So you can unclose your ears now. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. That, huh, I wanted to talk about this first and I feel I feel like I felt my jacket makes someone know i take out this night like, this 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 nice Adidas jacket. It's really nice. It's really nice. I stopped waiting the time for the beats now. I'm stuck in the jacket. I'm going to to take it off now. I'm stuck in it. The- anyway, I hope it ain't making the no- noise it got on because I can't take it off. It's literally stuck on me. <laughs> I'm trying to get it off, but I'm failing. Okay, I got it off. Okay, I got it off. Anyway, over the weekend, Little B, A Boogie, and PNB, PNB Rock or whatever, they got into like a little tussle at the Rolling Loud Festival over some comments Little B made about music, which is what which is really weird because I, like we talked about this last episode, it's like rappers are the most sensitive type of people. Like you say anything about them indir- directly or indirectly, their feelings get hurt. Like little B said music nowadays just sound like people crying with auto tune on. And that's a, fun, that's a fair assessment because most of this music, they do sound like they're just crying. They don't even sound like they're rapping. It's not like they're attempting to sing, but they know they can't sing. So they just throw the autotune tune on. But anyway, Fast forward to this weekend when a boogie and PMB rock, mind you. And I read the comments that Little B made. Little B didn't reference neither one of them. I don't know a, a PMB song. I want to say in New York I Millie Rock, ain't that? But that's two. That's two Millie or some shit. And that's Playboy Cardi, what I just said. Uh, uh I Millie Rock on any block. They ain't PMB, is it? Like, but anyway, it goes. So it's like irrelevant nigga and irrelevant nigga. So. Over the weekend, they decided they're going to jump little B all because of his comments. Now, twofold. Since when did jumping become a cool thing? Like, if you had a problem with somebody, square up with him. Hey, beat him. Like, hey, man, shoot him the fair one. Especially when it's little what, little B like 5'6", or whatever, like 130 pounds. So you felt the need to jump somebody that's five, six, one hundred thirty 130 pounds. Then on top of that, it's 10 of y'all jumping him, right? And some of y'all are big as shit. Also, out motherfuckers look like they should have been lineman in the NFL. So you got people that are lining in, in the in the NFL, and then little B gets up without a scratch on him. Like he had like a little scratch on his nose, but that's the only scratch he had on him. So not only can y'all y'all look like pussies out here trying to jump people, y'all also can't fight. How is ten of y'all and this man is not injured? He ain't bleeding from his face. Is nothing. This man y'all y'all st- y'all stomping him too. Like y'all trying to stomp him. So y'all got feet. Y'all got feet made of pillows out here trying to fight somebody. Mind you, you look like a pussy. You you, you and your crew, you and your crew's crew's multiple, jumping somebody. Like, it's just cool. Like, nigga, because he, he said people sound like they're drowning when they when they rapping? Like, come on now. That's crazy. Like, do you know how whack that makes you look that you honestly decided you were going to jump a person because they said people sound like they're drowning when they're singing? And then when you jump the person, you didn't even send a message. Like, if you're going to jump somebody, which I don't condone, shouldn't you fuck them up? Like, can you imagine jumping somebody? And you're supposed to be like, yeah, we're going to show him who's tough. And then he gets up, and it's like nothing even happened. This man still got on stage and was like, which was, he didn't mean it to be funny. Little B's a funny dude. He didn't mean it to be funny. He got on stage. He was like, PMB and A Boogie them just jump me. He was like, I can't even do my, he said, my, he was like, it's all love, though. I can't even do my set. I can't even do my set, because they took my shit. But it's all love. It's like, it looked like a joke, because it's like, they jumped you, but you're able to walk, talk, no visible wounds. You have on a white shirt, it's clean, you have having a nice suit, you looking fresh to death. you looking casket fresh after this jumping. And then you watch the video, you're like, these niggas is wet. These niggas is honestly wet. Like, I, like, I have no, like, it's like, man, dude, listen, man. Lil B Lil B can be very, fo- very forgiving of people. Cause he, he's like, I don't want violence or whatever. But, A hey, Boogie them still, you're still, they're still pussies for that. Like, you're jumping somebody. Like, you, you choose to jump the right one. Because anybody else? Oh, that shit would have been on to the breaking down. You would have jumped them. Cause I know if somebody jumped me, jump I? Not only you better, you better start my, you better start my motherfucking vocal cords out. Cause listen, I'm not gonna get on stage and be like, oh, they jumped me. Cause especially watching that video, that dude in the red, that dude in the red to try to get some extra licks in, when Lil B was trying to, you know, scramble away. Oh, you would've been the first, you would've been the first victim on the list. Because I would've caught that ass, and that ass would've met that trash, that ass would've met that damn trash can thing that was right next to me. Oh, I'd've fucked him up good. I'd've fucked him up good. Oh my god. What? Then I would have, then I would not have did my set because you did that. Then you still was at the show because I imagine you still was at the festival because you had to perform or whatever. I would have picked that ass. I would have been picking that ass off one by one, breaking limbs, breaking arms. I would because at that point you done jumped me. So now, now, all, not all, not all games out the window. I would have got a nice little bat. Would have been fucking. Bra- I would have been breaking legs, arms, all kind of shit. have been. Ooh, it would have been ugly. It'd have been very ugly for them. So they like I said, they chose the, they chose to the fuck with the right one because anybody else, oh, that shit would have been on to the break of fucking dawn. They they chose to the fuck with the right one. And then you make then you make yourself look weak because you jumped somebody and they still was able to get up and walk away from it. Like you motherfuckers is weak. Like when you think about jumping, you think about that Joe and the terror squad. You think about fifty cent. You think about Jay Z getting into fights <laughs> You think about Jay Z getting into fights with Ullen. You think about black child getting in a fight with 50 Cent, the lights going off. Nice. You think about a knife fight in the dark. Knife fights in the dark. They fighting with knives in the motherfucking, you know how crazy that is? 50 Cent, black child murder, ink them, getting into fights in the dark with knives. That's what I think of when I think of jumpings and fightings. And even those are not jumpings. Because that's square. That's square. Your crew against my crew. Mono. You know, mono-y mono. Who, who the baddest? That's what I can respect if it's a crew against a crew. But it's one person against ten? Nah, man. How you... How you, how you claim you, how you claim you bad, but you standing here 50 deep. like, nigga, that shit ain't, that shit ain't respectable. This new school shit is whack. Like, I think they talked about, they said on Everyday Struggle, academics was like, oh, the one-on-one days. is over. It's like, man, then everybody pussy then. Everybody pussy now and they need to just stop it. Like, stop talking all this reckless shit on your raps. Because if you not one-on-one fighting, then you just pussy. I don't do that. Like, I don't, I don't respect, I don't respect that shit. Is it you going to fight somebody one-on-one or you not at all? Ain't no, ain't no, ain't no jumpings. Ain't no guns. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't dance with people because my gun, because my, you know, because my gun, because my aim proper or some something. Oh, fuck that. And then Lil B said that he talked to him on the phone. then a was going to retweet it like, oh, yeah, we're cool. Okay, because you don't want to get touched. Because I imagine that, I, ma- I imagine that. I'm just speculating right now, I ain't I? I'm just speculating. I imagine that E40 got something to say about this. I imagine that Too Short got something to say about this. I imagine that YG got something to say about this. I imagine that Nipsey Hussle got something I imagine that the West Coast Snoop Dogg I'm like, I don't know about Drake, Dre got. But I imagine that all these people all these low, all these legends in the Bay, in the you know West Coast I imagine the West Coast got something, shit, he- I imagine the Crips and the Bloods got something to say about it. So it's like, I imagine that now you realize you fucked up, you fucked up royally, now you trying to get out of this shit, but it's like, nah, man. You, you should not did it in the first place, you should have first of all, you should apologize to this man, cause you jumped in the public, you should apologize to him in public, and then you should acknowledge the fact that y'all can't fight. Nigga, how the hell you got ten, it's ten of y'all, y'all rolling ten deep, and that's, that's the result. <laughs> clowns, clown school, yeah. yeah, yeah, I don't know, man, that shit, that shit was just, that shit was just interesting to see a whole, a group of niggas, a group of niggas couldn't beat up one person, that's crazy, we are gonna get into the, uh, let, let's just get into the locker, man, cause it's really awkward this week, it's no lady can die. so I'm gonna be doing it, awkward mail now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the podcast the awkward mail if you would like some advice or would like a question to be answered then feel free to reach out to us I can be reached at javaris at com. that is j-a-v-a-r-i-s at s a s-a-n-q-u-o-n dot com or if you would like to email Lady Godiva with some birthday wishes and also throwing some advice then she can be reached at Kadir at words by Lady g.com it's g h a d i r at words by lady g dot com all right let's get this, let's get this party started the first question comes from not for fun here <laughs> and the question is caught my husband jacking off in the living room all right that, that's she caught her cousin jacking off the living room <laughs> My husband and me have been married for more than 3 years now. Today I caught him fondling his erect penis while sitting in front of a laptop in the living room. Lady, I'm going to tell you right now. That that what's, the, what's what's the problem? What's the problem? Maybe it's more. Okay. <laughs> Today I caught him fondling his erect penis while sitting in front of a laptop in the living room. And along with him Me and his mom were also in the room. Wait, what? Yes. His mom was also in the same room, hardly three feet away from him. When I noticed his penis in his hand, I couldn't believe it. So I went closer and it was what I thought it was. I talked to him very slowly while this I talked to him very slowly. What the, what, 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 huh? Okay, anyway, I talked to him very slowly and told him that this was unbelievable. He denied it right in my face. He does this all the time. Later, he did accept that he showed no remorse in sorts. He was not remorseful. And in the fact, he finally told it unrelatable, like unrelatable at all. And he said the fault was in me. He shouted at me and said it was not okay for me to do that. My question is the question that I need to answer to she's so she's so about. Discobob- not only is this not only I, re- not only I read these before I re- reread them, but not uh, not only is like the the, the f- formatting of this fucked up, but she's so damn discombobulated she can't even get the question. She said, my question is, the question I need answered to like she's like she's building up the suspense. <laughs> But the question I need answering to are, is it okay what he did? Is he okay in not showing remorse and instead showing anger on me for walking up to him when he was doing this? (laughs) I thought I I generally thought this question was going to be like, hey, I caught my husband looking at porn. Is this okay? And I was like, girl, I got some news for you. (laughs) <laughs> right, that's what I thought it was gonna be. I thought it was gonna be like some, some like that. But she, this should took a turn for the to the left because it started with you, she called her husband watching porn. I about to you could have just had sex with him then, and then it goes she was in the room. I was like, oh, that's disrespectful. And then she goes, her their mother, the mom was in the room. Now that was just creepy. That's just some that's some creepy shit. Like you're watching porn while your wife is in the room and your mom. Like, dude, why the my mom would tell me stories about when I was young, and she would give me a bath, and I would cringe at the thought of that. So I could just imagine, so, so what kind of creepy shit are you into that you just freely with your penis out in front of your mom, jacking off while at the por So you're watching a porno with your mom in the room? Like, how how corny are Like, what kind of creep? That's some creepy shit. So... It it is absolutely okay that you call him out for it. It's absolutely wrong that he would get angry at you. That you thought that he shouldn't have his penis out with his mom in the room. That's just creepy, dog. You're jacking off with your mom in the room. Like, was this like a? Never mind, never mind. That, that, that he doing too much. He doing entirely too damn much. Being grown in. You should wait. First of all, you should be jacking off with your mom in the room. Period. That's just creepy, man. That is totally fucking creepy. That's why I gotta say about that. He's tough. Your husband's creepy, Here Your husband's creepy. He's, he's creepy. He's creepy! Okay, next. <laughs> That's creepy. we go to the next question. Next question. question. Alright. I have. I hate to roll something and it jumping. What the? Hold on. One more. One more. Technical difficulties on my part. Okay, I have a serious dilemma from no name. I have a serious relationship with my girlfriend for over two years now. She is everything in my life. We have a beautiful daughter together. She has become a devoted Christian. Basically, she's everything I ever wanted. Sounds spectacular, right? I trust her beyond recognition and there have been a couple things that have Gave me red flags. I knew this was about to go left. I thought about. It. I really thought he was say, should he marry? I don't. I thought. Man, I be? Man, I be having hopes for these things? And i be like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I thought he'll go like, should I marry her? Because they only been knowing each other for two years. And I go be like, yes, marry her. Invite us to the wedding. But no, he said he has got some red. He got some red flags, y'all. Okay, let's see what these red flags are. She have received two phone calls. From two different times, from two different women, saying that she is sleeping with their boyfriend or husband. Yo, this nigga made sure hear some sensitive. This nigga said she received two phone calls, two different times, from two different women saying that she is sleeping with their boyfriend or husband. I was present for those two times as well. She generally seemed as to not know what they were talking about, as to getting emotional and looking beside herself. Although, one of the times, the boyfriend even said to not call again either. I believe, I want to believe her, although I'm very suspicious. Bruh, I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I love my baby mama, I love my baby mama, I never let it go. I'm tired of weak ass niggas crying over shit that don't belong to them. The fuck is wrong with them? I got some news for you, man. She's cheating on you. She's cheating on you, not one person but two. So that's downright One person is disrespectful. Two people is downright disrespectful. Grounds for grounds for expulsion from the house. You need to take it all. You need to get the you you need to you need to you need to you need to look her dead in her face and say, You're nothing but a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, a heartbreaker. And I don't want you back in my life. So I'm taking the house, the dog, the kids. Did not say the dog again? Cause I fucked it up. And the dog, I want it all. Yeah, y'all know that song. You're nothing but a liar, a cheater, a deceiver, heartbreaker. And I don't want you back. My life, I'm taking the house, the cars, the kids, and the dog. I want it all. When they like pro-life or whatever. Yo, that shit, man, he was, they was, was, that dude was mad, he said, I want, I used to love that song, he said, I want it all, he said, I want the house, the car, the kid, the dog, he said, I want it all. when he said the dog, I said, oh, this man mad, I want it all, but no, nah, seriously, man, she's, she's cheating on you, and she's deceiving you, for one, like, she's cheating on you, and she's been caught two times, and so she can't keep it real with you, and then you got one incident where the boyfriend is even saying, hey, listen, leave me the fuck alone. So she, she, she not here with trash. So she, so she's being trash. So she's being not tra- Now she's being trash and she's treating out. She, she know you with trash. Cause she, she, you know, she's not even, she know you were a single person. She, she know you with a person that's in a fully committed relationship. She, she know you with somebody that's married too. So I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'm not i per- I'm not a person gets my second chance. You cheat on me once, then you know you, you cheat on me once, and that's enough for me to get the fuck on out of dodge. But for you, like it seems like you forgave her for the first one because you say you're present for both. So you just forgave you don't forgave her for the first one, and then she's still doing this. So I, me personally, I'm just saying me personally because I don't, I'm not gonna tell somebody else how to do that shit. But me personally, I would be going. Like the first one would have been enough, but if you gonna stay for the second one, the second one, oh hell no, I'm getting the fuck on. And you got the boyfriend getting involved, so they double, that's double the embarrassment. I'd have been gone, I'd have been gone after the first one, but you need to sit down with her and let her know that this is not acceptable. And you need to be person. I think you need to get the hell on. You need to get, you and your daughter need to get the hell on. But that, that's my, that's me. That's me. I mean, it's tricky when you got a kid. So it's like, do you stick it out for the kid? Cause then y'all only been together for two years for the kid. So we're going to say the kid, we're going to just say the kid is one so, like, that's 17, that's 17 years of her disrespecting you. Can you deal with 17 years of her disrespecting you? Because that's what's going to happen if you stay with her. Because she's not, she haven't even admitted to cheating on you. She's denying it with, with people saying, hey, you tripping, you wild." Like, of course, when they call the phone, like, of course, they call the phone accusing her that she should be like, nah, what are you talking about? What, what? But the, the. the Don't, bro. Don't, 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 don't stick, don't stick around for your. Don't stick around. Don't, don't play with your sanity like that. Because nobody is worth your sanity. She disrespected you twice, so you need to. But actually, she disrespected you twice for as far as you know, because she could be doing it with multiple people. So I say you get the hell on while you can, because ain't nobody that fine. Ain't nobody that fine that should be cheating on (laughs) nobody. Oh man, this has been a fun podcast episode. Make sure to follow us on all social media. That is Instagram. That is Tumblr. That is YouTube. That is Twitter. That is Facebook. That is everywhere you go. And kid, remember, jumping is not an option, and prenuptial is void. What where I 3,000 say? Get 3,000, don't do it. Reconsider. the recent little. You show un- Man, listen, dude. Dude, again, cheat on. You know we got your back like Cairo Pat saying that that girl do you dirty. We wash your ass out of the detergent. Now hurry, hurry. Go on to the altar. I know you ain't a pimp. Remember what I taught you? Keep your heart. Three stats. Keep your heart.